0: dum Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: We're going to be conventional again, because we're never conventional. You know what that means. We're going to talk about the Synod Convention. And we know, yes, that's, uh, well, now it's less than a year away. It is less than a year. Um, But that still involves some preparation, some very important steps in preparation. Join us for that, the Reverend Dr. John Syas, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Syas, thanks for joining us this morning.
2: It is a pleasure to be
0: with you again. So... There are numerous steps that, that lead up to convention, and one of those is nominations yes, for people to fill various roles, offices within the LCMS for various duties across the Senate. So how does that happen? How do nominations happen, and and what are the roles that need to be filled?
2: <laughs> there, yeah, there are two processes for nominations. One that deals with the president and vice presidents. We won't start that till October, so I'm not going to talk about them today.
0: All right, very good. Our I, memories were correct. Sarah and yeah. I were talking about
2: that earlier. We're we're like to we think it it out. it's October. That's so, right. From, October 29th is the big switch over. Ooh,
1: Reformation uh, Party. Yeah, right. Almost <laughs> when
2: we move from one process to the other. But right. right now, we're looking at all the other offices, boards, and commissions that are elected by the Synod Convention, which, as you say, provide a whole host of governance functions for Synod itself, for what we'd call corporate Synod or national Synod, for the mission boards of the Synod, and then for all the things we call agencies of the Synod that provide all sorts of useful functions and pieces of ministry—seminaries, colleges, universities, and synod wide corporate entities, some of which have elected membership on their boards— so 69 positions in total, they don't all come up Whoa. every triennium. Some serve two trienn when they're elected for a total of six years or seven this time. 69 positions to fill, not all of whom have incumbents that are able to continue because hmm. some are term limited or mm-hmm. sometimes people just get tired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are there any, I shouldn't say odd, but any of these boards or commissions that people may not realize are elected through the conventions? You know, we think
2: of all the colleges, universities, the seminaries, of the synod, as somewhat independently functioning entities, but a good portion of those on their boards of regents are elected by the synod in convention. Mm -hmm. And those folks have very important roles, you know, and it's not very often that People in congregations, the delegates of congregations, get a chance to decide who is a regent, who is governing a university, governing a seminary. But the bylaws of the Senate have entrusted the convention with that important role. And people are are, you know, asked to provide very talented folks to fill those roles. You think of what it goes into what goes into governing a major higher education institution. You need a variety of skills on that board, not only to be good at Governance in general and working with other people to make big decisions that can involve the futures of students and faculty and a lot of money and whether we get the mission of Senate done or not, but also more specific skills, legal skills, financial skills, human resources skills that, that help a board guide and govern what a whole administration is doing day to day.
0: I'm glad you – there were a couple of words you used that I'm really glad you used, because when we say governance, we always think, okay, this is about rules and controlling things. But you also <laughs> use the word future and mission, which without the this this type of governance, it's hard to have a future and and, and to, to ensure that the mission is being carried out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I look at governance as as connecting means with – an. you have an administration to govern things day to day and make sure the rules are followed – But what governance is doing and a governing board is supposed to do is to consider what the institution is there for and to make the long-term decisions and set the important policies and, and put people in place that will ensure that that institution is accomplishing what it's there for, and able to do that for years. So these boards are hugely important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, need some some very capable folks.
0: So you mentioned, like, Board of Regents for the universities, of the, right. Sen- the Concordia Universities and Colleges, and the seminaries as well, correct? Absolutely. And then you mentioned mission boards, is that correct?
2: Yeah, closer to home here in St. Louis, we yeah. have two mission boards, which since the 2010 convention have governed the national and international mission of the Synod. So those boards, through policies they adopt and, in fact, through even Sending missionaries, in the case of International Mission especially, really guide and regulate where the whole mission of the synod, National Synod is going. National Mission works with the Office of National Mission to provide resources and to work with the districts of the Synod to support all aspects of congregational school life across the Synod and and a whole lot of efforts that are going on. So those are regional positions. Uh, where the Synod has set those up to make sure each of the five regions of the Synod has an ordained or commissioned minister and a layperson on each of those two boards. And uh, we'll be electing half of those folks at this convention. They serve six-year terms.
1: That is very exciting. I mean, like, I know the people who serve on these boards because they, they show up in, right. at the IC occasionally for their meetings. But it's so interesting to just hear all of this stuff and, and, the I don't know, be reinvigorated for these for these missions that that these people are able to be involved in. I mean, this is like the heart of of what happens at Synod. These are pretty important positions.
2: It, absolutely. And we talked about that task of governance, of, of looking at the reasons that Synod is here and the the objectives that the congregations have set out each convention, Mm -hmm. it's really those boards that work with staff here and executives, officers of the synod to make sure all that work is getting done and moving forward in a good way.
1: So who is qualified? Who can actually serve in these positions? Each
2: position is a little different. Some call for an ordained or commissioned minister, some call for a lay person. They all must be members of LCMS member congregations because these are entities of the synod. And then some of the positions have specific qualifications. We mentioned for the universities, those call for some specialized skills. And there's a document on the webpage of the Synod. If you go to uh, lcms.org slash convention, you'll find links there at the bottom uh, of that page to uh, the nomination process for officers, boards, commissions. And there's a PDF document there that has, for each one of these offices I've talked about, and several more, the specific qualifications and desired abilities for for each of them.
0: So if we know someone that we would like to nominate, say I know someone I want to nominate for one of these right. various positions, can I nominate someone? Or this, this, does that I happen think, through a different process? Yeah,
2: this, I think, is the coolest part. The nomination process, this nomination process for officers' boards and commissions, is open to every member of every LCMS congregation. That's cool. So it doesn't have to be the congregation as a whole. It doesn't have to be a minister of the synod. It doesn't have to be some official person. Anybody in any pew of the synod that's a member of a member congregation can identify a minister or layperson that they know that could serve, they think could serve capably in one of these positions. And uh, through the material available at that webpage, uh, lcms.org convention, and then find the nominations link there. You can go there, find a fillable PDF form. It's real easy. And email that in to us, and you've nominated. And we'll follow up with that individual and do a whole process of gathering biographical information, checking evaluations, gathering all the information for a nominations committee to narrow down the very best slate of candidates for the convention.
1: So is that is that when these people would be elected? That would be at convention then?
2: These are all elected at the 2023 convention of the synod, which will be in Milwaukee the end of July, beginning of August in 2023.
1: Very good. So... What is the actual need for these people? Do you do you have, like, a list somewhere in your office or, or a pile yeah. of names that you already have? Or do people, like, really need to be doing this?
2: So because I knew I was going to be on the radio, I ran some <laughs> quick numbers to see just kind of where we were in the process. And last year, or not last year, last triennium, we had about 160 ordained, about 50 commissioned, and about 140 lay names to fill about the same number of offices in the Synod. This year we've only got 72 ordained so far, 22 commissioned, and 49 lay. So generally less than half, or significantly less than half. And we have only three months, roughly, left to go in the nomination process. Hmm. So I'd really encourage our Um, listeners, uh, congregations, ministers, to work together with other LCMS people they know to identify folks that might have these gifts. If you're not sure, go ahead and nominate them. And the nomination committee will have a look and compare them to the other candidates and see. But it's really important we get these nominations in so that the nominations committee, drawn from the whole synod, when they meet in January of 2023, will have lots and lots of capable folks to choose from.
0: If I want to nominate someone, okay, I know I go to the website to lcms.org slash convention and find the nomination information there on that website. Right. What do I need to know about that person or what do I need from them in order to nominate them?
2: It's probably good to let the person know and kind of (laughs) inquire whether they might be interested because that'll save us a step and and, (laughs) save him or her a surprise. (laughs) But, you know, so that's good. And to talk a little bit with the person about the position or Mm -hmm. positions, you can tick somebody off for a number of boxes if, if you like at one time. But otherwise, only general biographical information, name, address, how we can contact the individual and then you need to tell us a little bit about why you think this person would be a good choice for the positions that you're you're uh, issuing a nomination for so just a familiarity with the skills and gifts and abilities the churchmanship of people uh, their ability to work with others and and maybe especially those that have some special work or outside experience serving on other boards or in a whole manner of other vocations that would suit them to some of these particular governance tasks. Just a little bit of information about all that will help us get a good start, and we'll follow up on it all for the committee.
0: Gotcha. So I could nominate Sarah because she works well with others (laughs) and sings well.
2: There you go. Okay. Well, we may not have a board of singing at present, but <laughs> oh. you know, we can work on that. We'll work well, on that. Was that an official nomination? nomination? Oh, boy. That could be a national mission topic. <laughs>
0: There you go. LCMS.org slash convention. You can find more information about the nominations process at the bottom of the page, you said, correct? Absolutely. All right. Anything else we need to know? Deadlines for the oh, yeah. for nominations.
2: Deadlines for this. Our deadline is that October 29th date when we switch over from the one process to the other. Mm-hmm. So they have to be in by October 29th or they're not valid, but we'd like to get them as soon as possible. Because once you send in the nomination, we have to reach out to the individual nominated mm-hmm. to get biographical information. And then we do a round of consulting evaluators that, that you as the nominator and the nominee provide to us. We send more forms out to folks that know them to gather more detailed information. <laughs> so there's a, a, there are quite a number of file boxes of information that are generated by this process for the committee in January. And we'd like to get a start on that as soon as we possibly could.
0: The Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. You can find out more at lcms.org convention. Dr. Sias, thanks so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Thank you so much. It's always fun. Get out there and nominate today. You've yes. been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.